You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.church. Thank you, team. Thank you, God. Yeah, guys, there's, there's seats. There's seats out front. Rory and Karina, come on in. Hmm. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna hope hopefully make this this message a little shorter tonight, like 15 minutes, so that we have plenty of time for talk back. That's one thing we wanna we wanna really focus on in this new season is like listening to one another. And so if you have that, because I think that's how the Spirit we're talking about the Holy Spirit. That's really how the Spirit speaks to us is through each other too. So if you have thoughts and ideas that are coming up for you as I'm speaking, please hang on to them and feel free to offer them to the community. So we're, we're beginning this new season on discovering our spiritual gifts. And what do we mean by spiritual gifts? Um, the Bible writers talk about them in a lot of different ways, but mostly around the word Charism in the Greek. Uh, thanks, Lucy. Um, which means charism means a gift that is freely given. What's up, Ernie? Um, and it's based on the Greek word for grace, which is charis. Um, so God's grace freely given to us, God's grace is the foundation and the essence of a life in Christ. And so a charism might be thought of like, you know, a, a, a little droplet, a gracelet in this, in this vast ocean of grace that God is, is and is inviting us into. And in our lives, these little, these droplets are these tangible expressions. The gifts of the Spirit or charisms are like tangible ways like capacities that God gives us to express this grace in the world and and they they generally are ways that that surpass regular human power that's why they're called gifts of the holy spirit and we can see them in 1 Corinthians 12 1 through 7 um, that that um, there are different ways of speaking, serving, and working that are given for the common good. So they're not just for our own self-improvement. They are gifts that God gives us for the care of the body of Christ and for the healing and restoration of the whole world. They have, they have a big purpose. Um, let, me, let me just... Actually, does anybody want to read that out loud to us? First Corinthians twelve one to seven. Who likes to read? Yeah, Karina, thank you. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, when you were influenced and led astray to new idols. 
Therefore, I want to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. First Corinthians 12, 1 to 7. Thank you. Just hang on to that for oh. talk. So, so these are ways that the Spirit of God works in and through us for others. And they might involve natural aptitudes that we have. Like, you know, I hope you know, you, all, you have gifts and talents, whether it be, you know, teaching or maybe you're really good at administration. Um, I know I am not. But the Spirit of God in us elevates that capacity to a level that's beyond our normal talents when we're talking about the, the, these gifts of the Spirit. There's a supernatural element to the gifts that we can't just pull out of our pocket like whenever we want to. These gifts are dependent on God. And so the more that we are yielded to the Spirit, the more she can develop these gifts in us. And I think that's exciting because God, God can do really amazing things in and through us beyond what, what we might think that we can do um, when we know that we need him, when, when, we're, reaching, when we're reaching out. Um, and I think we find that he's not limited by our capacity. Like, like Paul wrote in the next chapter of Corinthians um, can you give that to us, please, Liz? Thank you. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. I didn't put on a slide, I'm sorry. Let me read it to you. Paul wrote in, a, in his next chapter, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. And so there's no limits. There's no limits here. Did you ever feel like God told you to do something that was nearly impossible? I know I, I feel like that almost every day. And I've come to embrace, on a good day, I can see that as a good thing. Because it's beyond our capacity. Um, if it's beyond our capacity, then we need God's power. And that's a very grace-filled place to live. In our weakness, quote-unquote, we open ourselves up to a lot more power than we do when we just try to muscle through things on our own. The gifts of the Spirit aren't just for big, miraculous results, though. Um, 
we can't we can't look at this in too much of a capitalistic way. They're not just for getting things done, although we do see big, wonderful things done um, for the common good when people are using their spiritual gifts together. But I think there's something even deeper that Jesus reveals in the Gospels when his disciples are relying on these, when they're experiencing these gifts of the Spirit for the first time, and that is joy. My, our cell talked about this this week. Um, I think what Jesus was, was seeing his disciples experience for the first time when they were relying just on the Spirit of God. This is when he sent, you can read this for yourself in Luke 10, when he sent out the 72. And he told, he told them to just, um, don't take anything with you. Just go into these towns and visit people. Just be with them. And it, and it wasn't about numbers, because he didn't say go from house to house. And it wasn't it like they were colonizing because they, they were supposed to just move on if somebody didn't want to host them. Um, but they were sent to just be, to just be with people and with this, with this message in their words and in their presence that the kingdom of God had come near. That's what Jesus told them to do. And they, they went out and they, and they did that and they ended up healing people um, because they were in this space of just completely relying on the Holy Spirit to, to complete this assignment that Jesus had given them. And um, they came, when they came back, they were so full of joy that Jesus became so full of joy. And this is the only time in all of the Gospels where we see that Jesus rejoiced, even though I think he was probably a, big jo a pretty joyful guy. This is the only time that the the writers say Jesus was like beside himself with joy when he could see the, his followers living out of this space of just total reliance on God. I, I think it was like they, they glimpsed, um, I don't know if you've, you've probably had experiences like this where you glimpse kind of like your purpose. Um, like where you get this sense of like, this, this is what I was made to do. I think the disciples were having that kind, that kind of feeling. They were connecting to this, they were realizing that they had this deep connection with God kind of flowing through them. And it was powerful because God's desire is in there to like heal and restore the whole world in and through us, to integrate all things, and we all have a part in that. Um, and it's awesome when we can feel it. I think most of us probably, I don't walk around feeling this all the time, but um, it's still true. Some of us call, call that being in the flow. I've got a wave here because um, that, that is not a technical term at all, but um, some of us around here in our congregation um, Talk about that feeling of like being, knowing that you're connected to God and seeing good things happen out of that when you're just kind of um, trusting, just kind of being in that space and trusting God and, and doing, you know, the next right thing. 
stepping out in obedience, abiding and trusting, and then something great happens that you can point to and say, wow, oh man, that couch. I'm so sorry, Karina. No, no, it, it's, it's, a, it's a janky old couch. Luckily, there's seats behind you you can move to. We, I'm so sorry about that. We will fix it. But Jesus, Jesus himself had this wow moment like in, the, in, this, in this moment where he saw the disciples living out of that space where they were using their gifts and re- recognizing that the kingdom of God was, in fact, near to them. They brought the kingdom with their presence, and it, and it had this healing capacity. And it was a, it was a humble space, you know, because they're just, they're just relying on God to help them. So they're, they're receiving as they go along. And so that's why I want to talk about spiritual gifts, is because I, I think that there's an essence to our lives, these lives of faith, that, that we'll never experience if we, just keep, if we just try to work ourselves into it, you know? if we just um, try to be good enough or smart enough um, and do it on our own. I think it comes from this space of like surrender and obedience, reaching out to a power beyond our own, knowing that we're connected and being willing to receive God's goodness in us and simply share that goodness with others. I think that's, that's how we glimpse joy. So let's get back to 1 Corinthians 12 and see how the Spirit um, specifically gets expressed in us. Karina, you want to read that one again? Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another knowledge by means of the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit to another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another the interpretation of tongues all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Just as a body, no one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so, it's, so it is with Christ. For we all are baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, and we are all given to the same, given the same one spirit to drink. First Corinthians 12, 8-1. Thank you. So, to help us understand what Paul is naming here, um, and there, and I don't think this is, I don't think this is any kind of um, comprehensive list, by the way. I think there's a lot more gifts that we might, that you might discover 
that you have or that others have that aren't named in the Bible. I'm not sure the Bible is like a comprehensive collection of all the great things that have happened and are going to happen. Um, so we need to keep discovering. But to help us understand the ones that the Bible is saying, is talking about, we're going to take, we're going to classify them in three different categories for the next um, couple of weeks. Gifts of revelation, like wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. Gifts of power, like faith, healings, miracles, and gifts of speech, like prophecy, tongues, and interpretation. And all, in all of this, Paul goes on to the next chapter. Remember 1 Corinthians 13 is all about love. He says the greatest, the, the whole purpose of all of these gifts and how we work them out is love. If you're gonna, if you're gonna desire to have any kind of gift, he said, desire love, even above faith and hope. That's, that's the beginning and the end of God's nature and essence in us too. And I think that's the source and purpose of all these gifts. Um, so it, this is not extra. You know, one thing I think, I think talking about these spiritual gifts can be scary um, because of, I don't know, they get, they, they just get a, a funny reputation based on like how sometimes they've been um, played out and talked about. And so we can think, we can think they're either too weird or like woo-woo to talk about, or we can think um, that there's some kind of like add-on to the spiritual life. But I want to tell you, this whole thing about the Holy Spirit is not extra at all. It's, it's, um, it isn't some kind of add-on that good Christians get or something and that others don't. This is foundational and central in our faith. The supernatural work of the Spirit always has been and always will be. Remember the, the story of creation talks about the Spirit of God hovering over the unformed waters. And then the Spirit of God told Mary that she was going to supernaturally have a baby because the, the Spirit was going to come upon her. I love Henry Oswood's, Henry Oswood Tanner's um, painting of the Annunciation. This is at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, nice and big, too, by the way, um, the original. But what happens to Mary at the Incarnation, I think, is a foreshadowing of what happens to the entire early church at Pentecost, where God's Spirit is poured out and uh, that's why we're having a big potluck with other churches in the neighborhood on May 20th to celebrate that moment of Pentecost when, when the Spirit was poured out in a way that people could see with their own eyes and they could feel. Um, and then we'll have our own potluck on the following Sunday on May 27th. But it's because this whole Spirit thing isn't extra. It's the essence of our faith. Jesus told his disciples before he ascended into heaven that they should wait in the city. 
because he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses all over the world. So finally, what are we witnessing? What are, what are we witnessing? When Jesus says we're going to be his witnesses, what are we witnessing to? What is the Spirit for? We already know it's for love, but love isn't, isn't just a concept. Grace isn't just a concept. Like, what are, what are we really talking about? I think it has a name and a face in Christ, these gifts of the Spirit. Um, I, and that's why it's so significant to me that at, and the, when the Apostle Paul had his dramatic conversion moment, remember, he's going one way, he's doing his thing, he's persecuting Christians, and all of a sudden, God stops him in the middle of the road with this bright light, and he literally falls off his horse. And he doesn't say in that moment, like, whoa, what's happening? He says, who are you? Who are you? He knows. Even though it's so crazy and wild and, uh, you know, cosmic, he knows there's something personal there. This God who's stopping him is an actual personal being. And he says, who are, who are you? That, that who is Jesus, and, and that's who these gifts of the Spirit are from. So I think we need to, we need to remember this as we talk about these gifts. They're not, from some, they're not like some nameless force, like Return of the Jedi. They're like, they're like from a real person. They reflect a real person, the person of God in Jesus. All the gifts of the Spirit are reflections of the person of Jesus, the heart of God in us, and they help us know him. They, and they help others connect to God. So these gifts of the Spirit that you have, by the way, and, and we, all, we all have some, I think more than one, they are connectors to Jesus and thus to our true selves. So no wonder they bring joy. They integrate us to ourselves and to others in the body. They show us our purpose as gifts of love and blessing to the world, poured out like Jesus, but, but not poured out to extinction, but to resurrection and thriving again and again. So I'm excited to, to, to explore this abundant life together that Jesus has for us. I think he will fill and feed us as we go about our, dis this, our discovery this season. Let's pray together and then we'll talk back. Jesus, keep showing us who you are. We, we need to know. It's really um, easy to forget because uh, it's, life is hard and... Um, we're surrounded by so many challenges within us and around us. And it's hard to see you in the tangible ways that we want to see you in order to have faith and be strengthened and to know that you're with us and to know that there is hope for ourselves and the world. 
So I, I pray that you would show us this season. Show us our specific connectedness to you, each of us as individuals, and how us, our individual gifts bring us together and actually feed and encourage one another, how we need one another in order to be most fully alive. So reveal yourself to us, Jesus, this season, and we thank you for this time together. Amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected, visit circleofhope.church. You can also find us on Instagram or Facebook at circleofhopenet.com.